Hello and welcome back to the Cliche Killer Podcast, the the podcast that's too cliche for its own good. Today we have a guest star, Kevin, from the Speak All Evil Podcast. Hi. I'm so happy you could join us today. No, thank you so much for asking. (laughs) Okay, so our cliche of the day is the splitting up cliche. And now before we get started, I'm going to say three cliches and you're going to say the first one that comes to mind, okay? The first movie that comes to mind? Yes, the first movie. Okay. Okay. The first one is screaming for help in a secluded area. Uh, screaming for help in a secluded area. I mean, you'd think I watch like 20 horror movies a week. Uh, that something would come to mind right away. Um, I'm going to say Haunt because I just watched it. Mm. Okay. The second one is ignoring the crazy elder's warning at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's Midsummer. Mm. And then the police always arrest the victim. Uh, well, that's... Uh, no, I guess Scream wouldn't really fit into that. The police always arrest the victim. Hmm. Um, I know what you did last summer. Does that count? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'll go with that then, even, yeah. even, if, we, we, even if we can prove me wrong in post. <laughs> okay, so now let's get into the discussion. So the first movie I want to talk about is Becky, because I, I, I love this movie, and I heard about it on the Speak All Evil podcast. And um, I love it because it turns the cliche on its head because normally the cliche is the victim split up. But this um, time, the actual, like, bad guys split up and end up getting picked off one by one by Becky in the movie, which I love. Yeah, I was really impressed when you threw this out there and that, of course, you're always looking at movies through the eyes of a cliche. And it's like, yeah, she's totally right. This is, this is a really rare example where you're, like, actually yelling at the bad guys for once to be like, mm-hmm. guys, just stick together. Stop being so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so bad in this movie. I was waiting for a bad guy to run up some stairs, you know, instead of out mm-hmm. the front door or something. Like, how, mm-hmm. how dumb can you guys get? But, yeah, this, yes. is a, this is a big one. We talked about this on a Speak All Evil episode, uh, which, by the way, I should mention that Speak All Evil Horror Podcast uh, is a lot less safe for school and work than I think um, maybe your podcast is. So go into (laughs) it, uh, tread lightly. But we actually had, two of us have children. So we had, I had my daughter on and Dave, another co-host of the show, had his daughter on and we made them watch Becky as one of the horror movies. This one is, I don't think this got enough attention. This was a great, Mm -hmm. great movie. Mm -hmm. My family loved it. It was it, it just, I was not expecting any of it, even though I heard you guys talking about it. It's still, like, there's so many surprises in it, which I love. Um, yeah, I mean, we have Lulu Wilson as Becky, and she is just dominating the horror world. You know, she, as, mm-hmm. as, a, as younger, she would, did Ouija, Origin of Evil, Annabelle Creation, so she was really getting into prequels there. But she mm-hmm. was fantastic in The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. It's- so, so good in that. It took me a second to realize it was her. I was, like, sitting there. I was like, I know who she is, but just couldn't put what I saw her in. Yeah, and then you have Kevin James, who I grew up with Kevin James as a just a comedic actor. He was in so many mm-hmm. funny things. And in this one, 
He's this, it's his first dramatic role, but he's this big, scary skinhead that breaks out of prison and he needs mm-hmm. something from, from Becky's family. Um, mm-hmm. th- his role was actually supposed to be played by Simon Pegg of Shaun of the Dead horror fame. Um, but I'm glad they went with Kevin James. It was a really good, mm-hmm. a really good performance. Um, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty light cast. I mean, Joel McHale is the dad. You had Kayla as the, the mom and, and stepmom to be. Then you had mm-hmm. the three buffoons that show up with Dominic Apex, Cole, who's I wrote in my notes, Cole was the weenie and Hammond was the older weenie and Apex was the muscle. Mm-hmm. Another movie that uses like the same, uses the cliche the same way with the bad guy splitting up, I feel is like get out because they, oh, good uh, they like all split up and they send them different places and they don't think he's going to come and overpower them. So they think they'll be fine. So they're all going off places by themselves. I just love a good twist on a cliche. No, it That's is what good. I look for. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. good. Get out's a great example. Good call. And in that one, you almost get the feeling that the bad, the bad people are so entitled that they feel like they could split up because nothing bad could ever happen to them. Yes, most definitely. Um, a movie that I have that uses just the straight-out victim split up, split up cliche is Nobody Sleeps in the Woods at Night, which we talked about last month with my dad. And it was a Polish film on Netflix. And I absolutely, like, it was not what you thought it was going to be. And so it um, switched it up. But it uses the average, like, okay, you'll wait here in case he comes back, but we're going to go this way and you guys go that way. And nobody ends up making it together again. So Is that the super low-budget movie? It's, like, super, super low-budget. I, th- I if think so. I'm thinking so. of the same one. I, that might have been one I watched when I was, like, super bored. But I think you could go on a list of horror movies in the woods where almost mm-hmm. any horror movie in the woods has people like, oh, I'll stay with the person that tripped over the log and hurt their ankle, and you go to the car and get back here with a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I like, I don't, just don't think you want to be with the person injured because I don't think you want to be the person that's like, no, you're going to stay. I'm running. I'm yes, leaving you. Like, you, you don't want to be that person. Yeah, I'm getting out of here. And, mm-hmm. and it always leads to, I know you're a huge Scream fan and I think you want to talk mm-hmm. about some Scream. Um, mm-hmm. It always, that always leads to the greatest cliche from the original Scream when he kind of goes over the rules and then Matthew Lillard sort of backs out of the room and he's like, I'll be <laughs> right back. Yes. And on the topic of Scream, it's the, all of these cliches are used in everything Scream, in the movies, in the TV shows. And two specific times that they use them in the, in the TV show is my favorite episode of its season. It's in season one, and it's in the, in, in the trenches. And first of all, it's like great setup. They're in a bowling alley, like an old, like an old run-down bowling alley, and it couldn't be per- more perfect for like a good um, scare and they are, it's always, and they hear screams and music playing and they're like splitting up and then they, they actually find themselves together again and none of them died. It's like the <laughs> one time they can get out of this cliche. <laughs> so I had never seen one minute of the scream TV show. Um, mm-hmm. I had heard that it was, you know, probably geared a little more towards the teen audience, which it mm-hmm. definitely is. But mm-hmm. it was a lot better than I expected. And I actually ended up watching some of the episodes that you had asked me to check out mm-hmm. with my daughter. And she was like, can we keep going? Um, so <laughs> it, was, it was fun. But that one episode that you, that you asked me to watch, your favorite one, 
it blew my mind that in 40 minutes, I counted six different times that they split up. Yes. You know, at, at one it, point, I was just writing down. He's like, guys, take her outside. I'm like, um, Emma, no. And then, like, <laughs> guys, let's break out into teams of two and try to find Will. I'm like, no. Uh, and then <laughs> literally one of them just says, yo, this place is big. We should split up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, if, stop it. Yeah, if it's, like, a one room, maybe you can, maybe, just maybe you go into separate corners. But even if it, you want to stay right next to each other and they're going all over the place. And then I forget the second time. I just wrote Scream, the TV show. So I can't remember the second one I said. Oh, but the, it was the, ins- the finale, Halloween and Halloween oh, 2. Oh, yes. This one is yes. bonkers because mm-hmm. the, you lose track of every single character at some point. Like, they clearly did not really know how they were going to shoot this this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's a double one, so it's like an hour and 20 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. But I stopped counting and just said, well, somebody please tell them to stay together. Yes. And there was like that one time when the group gets stuck and you're like, are they going to make it back? And and they always, in this, in this TV show, they always seem to get away with the cliches. They always end up surviving. And sometimes you just want the one to die because they split up. It's like, you shouldn't be making it out of this so well. Yeah, yeah. Scream did not remind me of Game of Thrones. You can be relatively certain that your favorite characters are going to make it out. Mm-hmm. And then the same in the in the movies. It always they always they tend to make it out of this one, except for Tatum. She does not make it out, and <laughs> no. that's not even like that's not even like a trying to split up. She's just walking away, like she's yeah. just not even. <laughs> she's running for her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scream. I know you are very fond of it. Scream is one of my favorite movies of all time because um, it came out when I was in high school, and it was at a time when horror was in the absolute dumps. Um, so not only to have a really, really good horror movie come out and have Wes Craven attached to it, but to have it be so meta and self-referential and give you, it's like, hey, we're going to remind you of all the things that you can still do as a cliche in horror, but you can still mm-hmm. make a good horror movie out of it. You don't, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a crappy movie. Uh, I mm-hmm. actually went and saw that in the theaters six times when it was first released. Oh, I would have loved to see this movie in the theaters. I just had to watch it on my living room ca- couch, which is nice because you don't have to deal with everyone else. But I bet the experience would have been amazing. It was amazing. I mean, at this point, I would like to go watch any movie in a theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'll go watch My Little Pony. <laughs> um, now that we're like, on the topic of like old, like older movies, like Friday the 13th uses this. And... Um, that, like, it's another, it's another one of those things that they're not even like, okay, there's a killer and we're going to split up. They just happen to be split apart, and it just does not work out in their favor. Yeah, I mean, how, Friday the 13th is often cited as, like, one of the original slashers that started to mm-hmm. use all the tropes and the cliches. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I actually think it goes back to the 70s with Italian mm-hmm. Jallo murder mysteries. Um, but yeah, Friday the 13th is definitely a very Americanized uh, slasher film that started to put all... They basically said, here's the chessboard and here's where you put all your people and you'll make a successful like teen slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I also one- have Halloween... Oh, sorry, you can go. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I also have Halloween on the list, but they, they actually split up, but she like sends the kids away. Which is what I don't like about that. She sends the kids down the street where she could, like, she doesn't know. Like, she knows that Michael Myers is there, but 
you never know, there could be another killer. And she just sends him down the street. She sends him running down the street. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think we could make a healthy debate that Laurie Strode was not a very good babysitter. I don't think that's talked Mm -hmm. about enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, one that I had is one of my all-time favorite horror movies, um, Cabin in the Woods. And it mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily like again. This is another very self referential. They are just giving mm-hmm. horror fans all of the all of the little pieces of the pie that you want. And mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like the what I like about the use of the cliche in this is you know you eventually find out that they're, they're experiencing mind altering situations here, and mm-hmm. it's the big smart jock that just sort of stops and he's like, guys, we should split up. And you have your stereotypical stoner in the movie who's actually the one that's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love, I, I have mixed feelings about this movie. I actually watched it for the first time yesterday wow. to get ready for this episode. And I had mixed feelings. I felt like the, the beginning, I just was not liking. I just, it was like actually kind of hard for me to finish. Like I was like, you have to get through the movie. No, that, I love the beginning, and that, like when I came out of the theater seeing this, um, gosh, what was it, 2010 that this came out? Um, I literally told my friends, like, this is the horror movie that somebody literally crawled inside my brain and pulled out and put on the big screen just for me. <laughs> no, no, I mu- it must have been not watching it in the theater, because I was watching it in my bedroom, and I don't know if my brain was somewhere else, but... I was, I just, I don't know. I think I have to watch it again to maybe fully enjoy it. Yeah, but that I mean, scene was pretty funny. Yeah, I love. When, mm-hmm. Well, my favorite part of the movie is in the, in the sort of like building. Like my, my favorite mm-hmm. parts of the movie aren't even like in the cabin or necessarily the horror sequences. <laughs> I think that the employees are actually the most hilarious part mm-hmm. of it. But you're right. I mean, you know, this, this has so many references to movies that I grew up with that it's definitely going to be like comfort food to me. But I'd also be curious if you went back and watched it again, fully knowing everything that's going on so you can kind of mm-hmm. focus on the movie instead of... Mm-hmm. Y- your brain's kind of doing two things. It's trying to enjoy a movie and trying to solve the mystery. I love yes. going back and watching those movies and just be like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't... That part of my brain, 100% of it now can just focus on mm-hmm. do I like this movie or, or did I miss stuff? Mm-hmm. My like favorite part was definitely it was like a short moment, but it was when he was talking with like the guy I forget his name, but he was like lived in the cabin. And they ran him at they ran into him at the gas station, but when they were talking on the phone, yeah. and he was like, "Do you have me on speakerphone?" Yeah. <laughs> that, that part made me laugh out loud. I was really enjoying the movie at that part. When we did this for the Speak All Evil show, I can't remember how this came up. I, I know I was mad at Kat because she picked it and I wanted to be the one to pick this movie someday. I, <laughs> I, I, specific, I think you can go back and listen to the episode. I specifically call out that scene and I say the exact same thing that you just did. It still makes me laugh out loud and I've seen this movie like 20 times. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just... I just don't know what it is. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna go watch it again this coming weekend to maybe f- fully enjoy it this time. Um, <laughs> a movie I just watched because I'll be talking about it for Speak All Evil this Thursday when we record is The Strangers. I don't know if you've ever seen The Strangers. I wasn't able. I tried to watch that one. I wasn't able to. My mom made me watch TV with her yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a good one. Definitely check it out. Um, I, I didn't love it as much as I did back in when it came out in 2008, mm-hmm. but I had also just become a dad and I was home alone with my daughter 
and all the lights were out. And I think I was just feeling very vulnerable as a new parent. Mm. And and my wife Mm. was gone. And then I watched a home invasion movie with the lights off. So it scared the crap out of me. It it doesn't Mm. so much nowadays. But there's only two people. So there isn't like a group Mm. or anything. But especially through Maeve's cliche glasses, I can't wait for you to see how many times that two people can continuously split up and just piss you off. Like, come on, guys. That is... Ugh, it's bad enough when you split up with like one person, like when there's like a huge group, but let alone like one person and you're on your yeah. own. Oh my god. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, like home invasion type movies, Us kind of does the split up cliche, and it's at like right at the beginning. It's not that like I feel like any distance between you and who you're trying to survive with is just bad. And it's that scene when uh, have you seen Us? Hmm. Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like that scene when he goes to walk out in the driveway and you just don't know really what's going on. And you're just like, oh, one, one more step and you could be a goner. That is mm-hmm. a terrifying scene. Oh, my goodness. Overall, that was a terrifying movie. It was terrifying. A <laughs> little confusing at the end. Definitely mm-hmm. one that I had to go back and like watch again after like mm-hmm. internet nerding out. Like, okay, <laughs> someone needs to explain this movie to me a little bit better and then I'll go mm-hmm. back and watch it again. But yeah, you're right. I mean, any type of distance. I mean, splitting up is like, okay, you guys all stay in the house. I'm going to go check out what's on the porch. No, Mm -hmm. don't do that. Everybody go check out what's on the porch or nobody go to the porch. Yes. Just just don't go into the porch in general. You don't need to see what's there. (laughs) Uh, A movie that I mentioned when you were asking me and putting me on the spot about Mm -hmm. cliches was Haunt. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that one? It's It's a Shudder, I think, exclusive. I started to watch it yesterday. I, from what I saw, I liked it so far. It's, I got like, oh, sorry. No, it's, <laughs> it's 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 very. It's another one for me that it's it's modern. It was 2019, mm-hmm. and it's really really well done. You know, a lot of these movies. Typically, I watch them and I'll say, okay, that was okay, but I can go back and watch something from like 1999 that was better, mm-hmm. or. Well, whatever. Um, I have a little mm-hmm. bit of a soft spot because there is a guy from Maine in this movie playing one of the killers, um, and he's terrifying. But again, it's it's your classic. Let's all go to a haunted house on Halloween mm, with yeah. a group of six people, and the amount of times that they they use every single one of the split up things that you just said, like every really? single one that you could possibly. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, like, oh, this person's hurt, so let's stay with them. And then this person goes there. Somebody backtracks. Somebody does this. Somebody gets outside, and then they hear a noise, and they're like, I have to go back for some reason. It's just, it pounds all the cliches on your head. Mm -hmm. But I found it very, very good. Uh, That's the worst when they think they're in the clear, and they're like, I forgot my sweatshirt. And you're like, you can live without your sweatshirt. (laughs) That's exactly. Yeah, your sweatshirt's being used to strangle someone right now. Go get help. (laughs) Yes. Um, I know what you did last summer uses this cliche. Um, the one time that's really like in my brain right now is the time that she thinks she's getting away from the killer because she thinks it's his name's Ray, right? Yeah, Ray. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yes. His name's Ray and she like thinks he's getting, she thinks she's getting away from the killer. So she runs under the boat with the actual killer. Yep. And that just, that is an awesome scene though. That is, oh. That's another one. I realize I'm dating myself. I saw that in the theater on opening night in a sold-out theater 
because my girlfriend at the time worked at the movie theater and she snuck me and my friends in. And then we had to, as the movie's starting, we hear people saying, what the heck, there's no seats. <laughs> so we had taken there. But that's a great one. Um, very, very, uh, very, very late 90s example of what they were doing in horror at the time. And actually the sequel, when they're out on the islands, if you've seen it, they do the split oh, up yes. thing a ton. They're, they're constantly yes. like dragging each other all over the place. Mm-hmm. I don't think they use it in the third one, which I did not like. They ruined Terrible. it. Terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Not affiliated with the first two at all. And de- mm-hmm. yes, yes, listeners, mm-hmm. don't watch it. Split up. Titles- Split up from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the titles, that's something I can talk about for hours is the titles of the movie. Because it's like, I know it's last summer, but it's actually last summer. But yeah. then they just keep going. And it's like, it's not two summers ago, so it yeah. doesn't make sense. Well, when I saw the name of the third one, I was like, I'll always know what you did last summer. Isn't that what it is? I was like, this yeah. is not going to be good. And within like three minutes, you're like, oh, this wasn't done with a budget. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were so many scenes. That, oh, I just don't. I can talk about how much my hate for that movie for hours. Um, another one that's not a slasher, but It, Chapter 2. They use okay. it and they go down those hallways. Oh, yeah, and absolutely the doors. not. Mm-hmm. But the Pomeranian, I would oh. have a hard time staying away from a Pomeranian because I love a cute dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think um, Becky, I definitely want to circle back to Becky because I think that mm-hmm. the the cliche being flipped on its head, I think, is really good. It shows, obviously, how much you think about these things. But wh- the thing about Becky is when I was revisiting it, they had it listed under action, drama, and thriller. And I was like dudes there's like a double digit kill count and like hella graphic gore this is a horror movie like yes i think this is a classic example of like marketing for more of an audience and trying not to scare people away but i'm like all you're gonna do is make people very upset because they're gonna be like oh it's an action drama thriller with this cute teenage girl that's fighting for her family oh my god (laughs) you're gonna people are gonna walk out like that is not what i thought it was going to be yes uh, I can't, that movie, it makes me so sad because I hate when a dog dies. Like, I'm fine with a person being murdered, but when the dog dies, I'm like, no, I can't watch it anymore. We, we, make, we make fun of ourselves a lot on Speak All Evil because early on in the show, we were kind of, like, talking about how you know a movie's going to be hardcore when they kill the pet. Well, mm. like, 200 movies in, we realize it's actually way more often that they actually do kill the pet. But when I was watching mm-hmm. Becky again... Uh, I wrote, Cole, the weenie, kills the dog, so he's on my shit list. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And that little, I, I, we t- I talked about this last time, but that little boy was, he just, he, like, finally learned to kind of shut up towards, like, they, like, disappeared. Like, you didn't see them at all. You didn't see the mom and the son for, like, a little bit. Right. But you saw them on the couch. And, like, so you didn't know what was happening, but that little boy could have ended it for all of them if he just kept talking. <laughs> yeah, and, and the other thing about that character is, like, they shoot his mom in in the mm-hmm. leg, and he's sitting mm-hmm. next to her, and he just doesn't emote. Like, if yes. I was sitting next to my mom and someone shot her in the leg, I'd be sc- screaming and crying and, like, freaking out. The kid acts mm-hmm. like he's just, like, watching Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> yes. And that movie, I... I love Joel McHale. He is my celebrity crush. I was so happy when I found out he was in it. But then he, then it's kind of sad. Oh, I, never, I hate that. I so hate sad. that. 
And they kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm criticizing Becky a little bit, but that being said, I, I love the movie. I absolutely, I actually mm-hmm. like the directors did a movie called Cooties. Have you seen that? It's a, it's a horror comedy um, where chicken nuggets turn all the kids out of elementary school into zombies. Oh, my goodness. It's great. Um, it's, yeah, it's really good. Um, but, yeah, the Joel McCa- they kind of skip over, like, the really tragic fact that, like, one, and I don't know how spoilery you like to get on your show. You can Doesn't spoil matter. all you want. I put, like, I put a spoiler warning in the description. You're good. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, the movie starts. Becky has lost her mom. Her dad is dragging her out to meet, you know, to say, I'm going to marry my girlfriend. She's going to be your stepmom. And then her dad dies. Like, I felt like they sort of glossed over all those things. And I was like, that's kind of like the emotional anchor of the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. And the dad was just not being sympathetic when she didn't want to come to dinner and she wanted to, like, go to the lake. I was like, oh, my goodness. You got to be. I know you're trying to be sympathetic, but you got to be a little bit more, like a lot more. (laughs) One thing I wanted to ask you about. If you've seen this in other movies, it's not a cliche, I don't think. I actually think it's one of the more clever parts of Becky. And I was curious if you had any other movies, but you notice in the opening sequence of Becky that they mm-hmm. cut from scenes of Becky doing something, and then they'll mm-hmm. cut to a scene of Dominic in prison doing almost the same thing. And they play uh, that game like mm-hmm. four or five different times. And to mm-hmm. me, what it meant is that it's not cut and dry that Dominic's the bad guy and Becky's the mm-hmm. good guy. Like, there's a mm-hmm. big piece of gray area there where they both could be pretty messed up. Yeah. I can't think of any movies that, other, any other movies that do that. I think they, uh, like, some movies that, like, do it once, but not to, like, the level that Becky did it. Yeah, or it's, like, very overt that they'll flip mm-hmm. a good person to a bad person, a mm-hmm. la the Scream finale. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that, uh, the scene when, um, I, wait, I'm totally, yeah, like, at the end, you, like, uh, when she, like, when she's sitting at the fire, you're like, oh, my God. Like, they do it right there. Like, they do the same thing. Like, he did that earlier. Oh, my goodness. That, that's such a good movie. I'm not realizing how good it was until we're talking about it now. Well, and, and then, you know, you definitely question if you're totally rooting for Becky when she does what she does to Apex. You know, you're sort of expecting this, like, moment of, like, oh, okay, here comes, like, the and it's just, like, boom. I was, like, actually, like, shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie that they kind of use a splitting up cliche that just came to the top of my head, like, I didn't even write it down, is Better Watch Out, which we, talk, which we talked about when I was on the Speak All Evil podcast. Oh. And they, well, obviously, they escape the cliche because, like, the kid's doing all of this. Yes. So they're going <laughs> to escape it. But um, when uh, he goes to get he goes to get the gun from his parents' room when she's up in the attic after like she falls and you like hear the door getting closer and closer and closer and you think yeah. it's going to be this guy who's like invading the home and then it's the Luke. Oh my goodness, I love that movie too. That's <laughs> yeah, that is legit one of my favorite Christmas horror movies. That's an annual watch for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you could just go. Decade by decade, and we could list like 50 movies that are just littered with people splitting up. I mean, that's why it's one of the horror cliches. But it is, yes. fun, it is fun to look at it through your lens. Uh, like, I, I watch movies much differently when I'm watching them for my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you actually have like a specific set of criteria that you have to watch them with. It's definitely something I'm going to exercise in the future. Like, I'm going to be like, all right, let me mm-hmm. see what like cliche Maeve is hip on right now. 
And I'm going to watch the movies through that lens. <laughs> That's the one thing I struggled with when watching uh, Better Watch Out and Krampus for when I was on the Speak All Evil podcast. Because normally I'm watching it for just, oh, they use that cliche. But after, like, listening to all of your episodes, you talk about, like, so much more. So it was like, oh, my, I had to, like, watch it, like, three times. It was like, you need to get way much more than just a couple <laughs> cliches that are used. No, it was great because if you go back and listen to that episode where mm-hmm. you were on, you brought your specialty to the show. You know, we, we're, we're all there. We're going to do our thing. Uh, we have it mm-hmm. down. And, like, you were, like, this extra, extra set of eyes with your own, you know, voice. Um, mm-hmm. I just happen to like to read every article and wiki and IMDB and YouTube clip of an interview. Um, oh my you know, I'm coming on your show and I, I still have two full pages of notes, you know? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Normally for like to prepare for this, I like sit down like for a half an hour and I just run through every movie I've seen on my like spreadsheet of Mave spreadsheet of terror. And like, <laughs> did they use that cliche? Did they use it well enough to be mentioned? That's the thing that I have to do. <laughs> so I, what I did this year, and it's not a spreadsheet because I'm still very much a fan of handwriting, um, is I started to like uh, write down every single horror movie that, I've, uh, that I watched this year. Mm-hmm. Because I realized like, you know, last year, there was a point where me and Dave were talking about like how many movies Dave wanted to do like a uh, trailer or like a one year appreciation post because we, you know, hit one year last month mm-hmm. and we were like going back and counting the movies that we'd watched. And I was like, well, screw that. I'm just going to start writing them down. So I remember mm-hmm. and looking mm-hmm. at my list. Have you ever seen The Descent? No. Oh, man. Yes, they. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they they use they use the splitting up. Some of it is kind of forced on them, but that is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Mm. I love when they use the splitting up cliche, but they're not purposely trying to split up. They like either accidentally split up, and they're like, "Oh no!" And they're like, realize that something bad's going to happen. And they're like, "Oh no, we did not mean to split up right now." That's like that's kind, how they almost. Mm-hmm, that's, that's how that's how they percent. Oh, okay. Ooh, I think I have to watch that. That's getting added to the list. Most of my movies on my watch list are from me just listening to Speak All Evil. I'm like, gotta watch that movie now. <laughs> um, nice. That's how they use it in uh, It. They like don't mean to split up, and they all end up somewhere different. Um, a movie that also uses the splitting up cliche when they don't mean to split up is Sleepaway Camp. I think all three of them oh, do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, I like, love that just, series. They just all use their they they all just go their separate ways like they would do on a normal day because the um, Mel's just trying to hide all these murders from everyone so no one really knows what's happening and um, so they're just doing their normal thing and then they all end up dying. They have some really good kills in that movie. Oh, so good. We we uh, talked about mm-hmm. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, we did our camp episode. Maybe that mm-hmm. oh, that was the kids episode. Wait, no, camp. That was like. Uh, Sleepaway Camp and the Ritual you talked about in that episode. Yeah, it was camping horror. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because pre-pandemic, we actually wanted to go camping together and record an episode like in the middle of the woods. Um, oh my goodness. Are you familiar with the <laughs> Saw franchise? I'm like familiar with it. I haven't seen any of the movies though. So, I know a good amount about it, kind of. So for, so for whatever reason, oh no, not for whatever reason, HBO Max, do you have that? Or HBO, like the, the HBO no. streaming? So <laughs> they put all of the Saw movies 
on mm-hmm. on HBO Max this month. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like I got some time to kill. I was caught up on my Speak All Evil movies. I started watching all of the Saw films. Um, well, then my daughter, as as she tends to do, will kind of wander in and sort of like fall down the rabbit hole. The Saw franchise is one that I would definitely caution against. There are there are scenes where I was telling my daughter, like, she's in a, a swivel chair. And I'd be like, turn, you know, turn. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm asking you is because the Saw franchise just took your cliche and took it off the table. That's um, That's what just made mm-hmm. me think. It's typically a bunch of people trapped together, and all they would uh-huh. love to do is split up. But yeah. the game that Jigsaw has set has taken that cliche off the table. Mm, that um, another thing to add. My list just keeps getting longer and longer. Yeah, well, tread tread lightly with the Saw franchise. It is mm-hmm. pretty pretty gory, or, or eh, maybe not as gory as I remember. It's mean. I, I think that's that's the mm. best way to uh, to put it. It's mean. That's like that's the one thing that I've been like I was like I've always like you should really watch like the Saw movies, but I'm always like, but I've heard that they're very gory and like I can do pretty well with gore, but you never know. One thing could set you off the edge for having nightmares for a week. Yeah, I mean, I think Saw was was it deserved to be criticized for gore for the sake of gore, whereas I think mm-hmm. us like real horror fanatics can appreciate gore in the context of how it's moving a story along or if it's used mm-hmm. to, like, sort of, you know, we do, like, you just mentioned some great kills in Sleepaway Camp. Hey, we love some great slasher kills. Saw ups mm-hmm. the ante, and it's just like, wow, you're just trying to find ways to kill people that will shock us. Yes. Do you have any other movies that come to mind with the splitting up cliche? Um, well, just going through my list of what I watched this year so far... Yeah, I mean, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. That is also on HBO Max right now. Um, yeah, they do it all the time. They, they drive back to, like, Freddy's hometown or whatever, and there's, like, five kids, and the entire, there's a teacher with them, and the entire time you're just like, teacher, can you please put the children back in the van and stop letting them wander around this really mm-hmm. messed up town? Um, Oh, The Faculty. Have you ever seen The Faculty? It's another great, like, teen, it, 90s... Um, the, the name rings a bell. I'm pretty sure. They do that a bunch, um, where it's like, at some point in the movie, you... Re- so basically, a, a school is under attack by aliens, who are... It's like an invasion of the body snatchers deal, where they are taking over the bodies of everybody, uh, the faculty and mm-hmm. now the students, and literally the core group that you follow around for the movie like every time they split up like the one person that went the other way comes back and they mm-hmm. they have been you know body snatched so to speak so at some point you're just yelling at the movie guys stop splitting up like there's a pattern developing here Every everybody yes. that leaves gets caught mm-hmm. um, one that just came to mind when you mentioned um, Freddy was the nightmare on Elm Street they that you ha- you you have to split up because, like, you can't stick together in your, uh, in your, when you're sleeping. So that one is just a forced split up. Like, there's no way to avoid it in that movie. Yeah, you're split, you're splitting up by falling asleep. Yes. Uh, unless, unless you go to part three and you find somebody that has the ability to enter your dreams or pull you into theirs. Oh my goodness. I, oh my God, I, I hope people don't hate me for saying this, but I, do not. I'm not a fan of Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. It's just not my type of movie. No, you know, I think for me, it's because 
I was super young. And that's mm-hmm. the first horror movie I ever watched. Mm-hmm. So it was it was like my intro to horror. So this summer, um, I don't know if you have any drive-in theaters like where near where you live, but we have a couple mm-hmm. here uh, where I am in Maine. And this summer, one of them started doing like midnight horror movies for like, mm-hmm. you know, 10 bucks a car or something. So mm-hmm. that's how the Speak All Evil cast, that's how we would hang out. We would like show up at the drive-in and you're out in the open air. And one of mm-hmm. them was Nightmare on Elm Street at midnight. And I got my daughter and one of her friends to come. They laughed through the entire movie. They weren't scared ever. Um, mm-hmm. Dave, who does not like this movie, he is with you. He is not a, a big fan of some of the bigger franchises. Um, and I was sitting there like ready to prove them all wrong. And, you know, as the movie was going on, I was like, I only liked this because I was young. This it mm-hmm. actually isn't that great of a horror flick. I, I, my first experience with horror was Halloween. And so Michael Myers is my favorite. I have everything, everything you could imagine Halloween. That's what I get for every holiday. Any gift I get is a ho- something Halloween. Um, and I just think that since I saw Halloween, it just, it's like still my favorite. It's like up at the top. And so I think just because of seeing that one first, I just felt that like they almost fell below it kind of. So I just wasn't loving it as much. I think they definitely, no, I would agree with you hundred um, percent. What did you think of the newest Halloween? Like the 2018 version? Yeah. I, I really liked it, but I hate that they threw away all of the storylines that they created in the other ones. So it kind of made it confusing because I kept having to be like, no, wait, it's just, just after the first one. But they're making two more, which I couldn't be happier about. Oh, I think they're done. I know at least one of them's done, and they just keep pushing out because they want this to come out in theaters so they can make their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but, but real question, what do you think of Rob Zombie's two Halloween movies? I'm not actually allowed to watch those. Oh, really? Mm-mm, I'm not allowed to. That's, one of the re- that's another reason I'm not allowed to watch Saw because of the gore, and so I'm not allowed. my mom doesn't want me watching them. Yeah, that's actually, now that I think of zombies, yeah, you definitely should not be watching that. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a violence. His, his, he tones his violence up so much, and he gets criticized for it a lot. Um, like I said, like sometimes, sometimes it can be used properly, and I know I'll get criticized because horror people just, you know, horror detractors say that there's no place for horror in cinema anyway. Uh, and then sometimes people, like I said, are just... Upping, upping the meanness for no other mm-hmm. sake other than upping the meanness. Mm-hmm. So I'm on a big werewolf movie kick right now because we had to do a werewolf episode for Speak All Evil. And then tonight mm-hmm. I have a Patreon episode to record with Trent. Um, are you hip or have a favorite werewolf movie? No, I just, I haven't gotten to werewolf. I that like, I know this isn't like a movie movie and it's probably not really werewolf, but, uh, Teen Wolf is really big with my generation. I've been meaning to get that. And it's like a passageway into Werewolf, but I just haven't been able to get into it. So Teen Wolf, know. the MTV show? I think it's on MTV. Yeah, that was, an, yeah that was another MTV show. Teen Wolf, for me, the movie that the TV show is based on came out when I was a kid and wildly popular. But, I mean, that's a comedy. It's a difficult genre, and I realize we're way off base here from your cliche, but <laughs> it's, okay. it's a difficult genre because there aren't that many great werewolf movies. It's one of those things like I challenge you to go and find a good Bigfoot horror movie, and if you do, send it my way because I bet you can. Okay. 
I know most of my werewolf stuff from Scooby-Doo. They use it a good... <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Hotel Transylvania is like the two things I can think of that use werewolves. Wow. Uh, that's another thing. If It's not really horror, but they definitely use the splitting up cliche in Scooby-Doo. It's always Shaggy and Scoob and then Velma, Fred, and Daphne are the two groups that always split up, but they never die because it's... Kids show, no one can die in a kids show. Even though they get into stuff that's like, no one would ever survive that. You're like getting blown up in like a spaceship. You're not surviving that. <laughs> Scooby-Doo's legit, man. It is legit. Uh, horror fans should all love Scooby-Doo. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. dripping in all of the cliches and the tropes that, that you're talking about. And it's legitimately yes. funny. And yeah, every episode is based on splitting up. Mm-hmm. I love Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. That's my, like, it's not, like, the older ones, and it's, like, uh, it was, like, it was on TV, but I have it, because I watch it on Netflix right now, but I got all of the DVDs. I own so many Scooby-Doo DVDs, it's not even funny. Wow. Like, for a while, I got, like, et, for, like, a chunk of time from, like, when I was, like, it was from, like, at least, like, five to, like, nine, I got every Scooby-Doo thing that came out on DVD. <laughs> nice. That's a that's a great reminder. I should probably get my daughter into Scooby Doo because I don't think that I've had her watch one episode ever. Oh my goodness! So I Netflix Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just making uh, a note. Oh, I love the Mystery Incorporated because it's there's actually like it's like one thing carries through throughout the whole series. So it's not like every new episode is just something completely different and they forgot about that ha- what happened in the like past episode. Like some of the monsters are carried out throughout. And so it kind okay. of um mm-hmm. Okay, so they Which have they have a, a, a they have a thread. They're yes. pulling a thread through a season. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely there's like and it's just I think they tried to like make something cuz it came out when I was like 11 or 12. And, um, it, like, they tried to take, like, um, all of their, like, uh, little kid or, like, little kid cartoons from when I was, like, five, and they tried to make something for, like, my generation when we were older. I think that's what they were trying to do. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I obviously was, uh, the much older Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I don't have any other movies that I want to talk about. Do you have any other ones? No, I mean, I would just be randomly tossing things out at this point. How long do you usually go with these? Any Anywhere from like a half an hour to an hour. Nice. Anywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just I'm whatever, good. Just wherever it takes us. That was our take on the splitting up cliche. Um, anything else that you just want to add quickly or... We're good. No, thanks for having me on. Um, like Maeve said, Thank I'm Kevin. My podcast is Speak All Evil. It skews a, a lot more not safe for school, not safe for work. Um, but uh, we definitely have some episodes um, that we have our kids on. So obviously some are fine. <laughs> but if you want to check us out, we're everywhere you can find podcasts at Speak All Evil. We also have speakallevil.com. And we also have a Patreon where you can go to patreon.com and search for Speak All Evil and three bucks a month will get you at least one bonus episode per week. Thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to get you on another Speak All Evil episode here in the future. I, I would love to. 
Um, check out the www.theclichekiller.com to find articles and Maeve's spreadsheet of terror. And find The Cliche Killer on um, Instagram at The Cliche Killer Productions. And you'll find out more information about The Cliche Killer Podcast and the series Scream Talkers. Um, tune in next month for another episode with Ben. And I have another guest from the Speak All Evil podcast next month. Trent's wow. coming on. Oh, wow. <laughs> what cliche did you give him? Because I'm going to be mad if it was a cooler one than mine. The, the car never starts. So now oh. I have to... He's yeah, going to love that one. <laughs> I'm struggling with that. I'm like, oh my goodness. I feel like I have to broad this to machi- machinery doesn't work in general. Um, have you seen the movie Scare Package? I think that, yeah, I think it's Scare Package on Shudder. I, it, again, sounds familiar. I've definitely heard that one, so but I'll check it out. It's an anthology, but it does have, like most mm-hmm. anthologies, it has the overarching story that you get a little bit in mm-hmm. between each segment. Mm-hmm. the final segment of that where they're kind of finishing the thread story mm-hmm. has a hilarious explanation for the car never starting. Mm, I'll definitely check that one out. Okay, thank you again for coming on. I just don't want to end it. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. Uh, have a great time with Trent. Thank you for coming on our show. And just thank you for just being a young person out in the world exposing people to horror. It's, it's not as scary as we think, and I actually find it pretty therapeutic. You know, I think uh, mm-hmm. the real world is much scarier than a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I really love promoting, like, the um, just because you like horror doesn't mean you're weird kind of thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I get that a lot when, when I'm at work and stuff, and people are like, oh, so let's go around the room, and uh, what, what are you into? Yes. Oh, well, I'm Kevin. Uh, you know, I run the warehouse, and uh, I love mm-hmm. horror movies. So my many one times teacher just got really big into like you. just sharing. Like, and she's well, like, I, I never would have thought I didn't that. Just I say like, that you know, well, if you look like in my a, background, you know, you know, school, murderer. there's so much horror in my background, you just wouldn't realize it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for having me on. <laughs> Thank you.